Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
Welcome to the Higher Balance Expansion Module, Prana Mindfulness, Disc 1 of 1. The concept is, is pretty much this. We have to cover philosophy. This is really a lot of philosophy in here. In order for you guys to understand how everything works, how it all ties in, just so much. And by discussing it, what you're going to do is you're going to get what are called Mandela's. We call them mental Mandela's. A mental Mandela versus a Mandela. Mandela is like on the ground. The Buddhist monks take these like color things and they scrape them. They make these fine color things and they become very intricate designs. Much like uh, I don't have anything here to show you, but it's very complex. It takes them months to make one, and then when they're done with the ritual, they sweep away the whole thing. And it's the complexities is like a story, it's like an understanding, it's like a wheel within a wheel within a wheel, and each is different corridors, it's like connecting parts, kind of like combinations to a safe, you know, you just keep moving towards the center, which is like the consciousness of God, per se. Well, a mental Mandela is when you get knowledge, and you teach someone, and they take that knowledge and they just think about it. It, it like becomes a living thing inside of them, and they think about something else they used to think about, or, you know, gee, I used to always think that God was everything, now I understand that I understand Gaia. And you start linking things together in your head. So it's like learning, but without having the teacher there. It's like kind of like it's just momentuming on your own thought. Do you follow? So you could be driving down the road, and you just kind of all of a sudden it just kind of connects, and you go, wow, that makes so much sense. So that is what a Mandela is. So every single thing that you learn is what I call incomplete. And the reason why it's incomplete is because I'm taking something that's very big, vast, it should take a year to really discuss thoroughly, okay? And we're condensing it into a moment, okay? And in that moment, as you get it, okay, it now starts to, to expand in your mind. It's like, it's like, like throwing a, a, a squeeze-dried like a sponge and you're adding water to it now it's expanding well that's that's what I'm doing everything I teach you is like a Mandela it's like it's like growing inside of you you, you look at something and you go now I know what Eric was talking about or you look at something and you say now that makes so much more sense and now I can see you know by connecting the things that you're learning do you see what I'm saying so you might get one Mandela and then you get another Mandela and then all of a sudden it creates seven Mandelas inside of you without me ever saying anything okay so the point is, is everything that's taught to you will, will interchange and connect. But one thing, okay? The things that I am teaching you, because I'm not using numbers quantum physically, okay? Because quantum physics or numbers is actually a language. Most people don't know that, okay? It's the, the most fascinating, largest vocabulary of information is actually numbers. <coughs> so. When a quantum physicist or a mathematician or a physicist is writing all these things on the board, he's re literally reading it like a book. It's just very, very complex. He's seeing colors in his head. He's seeing planets forging. He's seeing atmosphere and how that atmosphere is made. It's all just numbers. But he knows if 3, 4, 8, 9 by pi by the 10th power means a planet mass. So he sees a planet when he looks at that. Because most people are mathematicians, they can't handle the complexity of these numbers. What I use is analogies. An analogy is to say, well, we can move like a car or we can move as fast as a jet. And you go, now you understand that jet's really fast and the car's moving, but it's not as fast. But you have a concept of faster and slow. That's an analogy, okay? Analogy is when you give something as an example. Like I could say the planet is a living organism, and you go, huh? And then I say, but you are a living organism because you've got millions of living creatures inside of you. So then you see the planet and you think of human beings like red cells and white cells and you go, oh, now I understand. That's an analogy, okay? 
The problem with using analogies, it leaves a lot of room sometimes for contradictions, okay? Now there are no contradictions in the end. The point is, is that you may turn around and hear me say one thing as I'm giving you an analogy, okay? And you may say to yourself, well, gee, that doesn't make any sense because just the other day you were saying blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, that's because you're looking more at the physical aspect of the analogy. To say that the body has red cells and white cells in different organisms and say that human beings and animals and dolphins are, are like that, you get confused because then you might turn around and say, well, the human body doesn't do such and such, but the planet does. And you go, well, I know. I simplified it, you know, without getting into all the complexities to give you a basic concept. It's up to you to use the Mandela now to take it beyond that. Do you understand how that all ties in now? Okay. So, if there's contradictions, there are no contradictions. It's a contradiction because it's, it's everything is being taught to you in such a manner to speed your education, to speed your learning process. I mean, that process you skip a few speed bumps, you back up, there they are. So you have to ask yourself, huh, what's this all about? Okay? It's going to happen. Okay? There's no question you can't give me, but I can't give you a very good answer for it. Do you understand? So it's just a matter of you going over something, come back and say, well, I need to, to, to look at this a little bit differently or that a little bit differently. Okay? So everything is a Mandela. That's a, a word that you will hear when you hear a student say, well, it's like a Mandela. You'll understand it's like they're connecting things in their head. They're making sense of things. Okay? Now, we were talking about prana. Okay? And prana is what we call the force. Okay? It's the energy that's permeating this whole room, this whole city, the whole planet, the whole universe, everywhere. Okay? So the ancient name for the force is prana. Okay? Now, as I was saying to you guys before about water, which is a very important part, when you pour a glass of water, to think prana, okay, if you think of it, it creates it. So it's like the saying the force, be mindful of the force. That's what makes spiritualism happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times people will say to me, well, how come one person can go into a house with another person that's like an atheist? And the spiritual person turns around and says, oh my God, there's a spirit over there. And the other person who's the atheist says, well, I don't see anything. There ain't nothing there. Does it mean that there's nothing there, or do you think that the person is fictionalizing it because they want to believe so much? The truth of the matter is, is that when someone sees a spirit, the reason why some of us are more prone to having spiritual things happen to us because our tonal's higher. And the reason our tonal's higher is because we're mindful of spiritualism, we're mindful of the force, we're mindful of prana. So if you meditate or you feel spiritual, you do spiritual things, you're exercising your ability to have sensory. When you don't do those things, you take yourself down an octave. So think of it this way. One, we are electrical beings. We, right here in this room, forget about us being spiritual. We are electrical beings because our heart uses electricity to make a pulse. Electricity moves our arms and our hands up and down, our eyes, our ears, everything's electrical. Now understand this. Now everybody's on that level. That's like level one. Level two is when you can take this electricity and it moves a little faster in a conscious mind state. Okay? A spirit is what? What is it made out of? It's made of energy. And it's moving at a higher frequency. We're at a lower frequency. So when the average person looks for a spirit, they see nothing. Because it's moving so quickly that it's, it's inaudible to our senses. Our senses can't detect it. 
occasionally one will pass through us and you get a chill through your body. Or And the reason why that is, you're electrical. So when it, something speeds through your body, it's like a, an electrical short. Your body like tingles almost, okay? So in either case, when your energy is raised, you feel like you're operating on this level. But you have one foot in this dimension and the other foot slightly crossing over to this little higher dimension. So whenever an entity comes out a little bit into this dimension, not so that the average person can detect it, but you can detect it because your energy is moving at a higher frequency still. So you can relate to this world and a little bit to the other world. And that's what a spiritualist is doing. That's what a person who can sense and feel things is doing, is that their energy is a higher tonal. So what is oblivious to one person is not oblivious to you. You can feel, you can see, you can sense, you can even smell smells sometimes that don't seem to be there for anybody else. These are moving at higher frequencies. So... When the person sees the spirit, it's because their energy is of a spiritual nature. They're at a higher frequency. And the person who can't see anything or feel anything is at a lower tone. And that's the difference. And that's why people can see things or, or feel things and other people cannot. So most spiritualists have no idea that that's how it works. They just simply do their spiritual stuff. It's the power of God. It's I'm psychic. It's whatever. They don't realize that it's an energy. Everything needs an exchange of energy. I've already explained this. Fire needs wood, oil, coal, cars need oil, gasoline, fossil fuels are created from oil, fossil fuels are created from dinosaurs, dinosaurs ate food and vegetation, vegetation grew from minerals in the ground, yada, 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 yada. No matter what you do, there's an exchange of energies in the universe, okay? So in order to do spiritual things, some people just naturally feel spiritual. They take it in. They, they go into that state of mind. But when that state of mind, we have to ask ourselves, what the hell is that state of mind? That state of mind is absorbing. That's what it is. It's a feeding of energy, and that's why they feel a certain way. Or they, they kind of go, okay, i got to clear my mind and do my thing. What they're doing is they're collecting prana. They just don't know it. Okay? So if we know that it's prana, what do we know? We know then that we can probably outdo them because we know how to work with the source. Do you understand? So by thinking of the force, by, by being mindful of the force, by taking prana in or thinking on purpose to draw this energy and knowing what it is, we can go from just being itty-bitty psychics to, to awesome, powerful super beings, more or less. Do you follow what I'm saying? Because we now know we take this force in and we, can, we, we act as a conductor, much like a, a TV harnesses in the signals and converts it into an image and sound, okay? So you can take solar power from light and turn it into heat, into energy. So we can take the most powerful source of the universe, prana, God, the force, and literally, instead of going, oh, I feel psychic, okay, or the power of God, we're going, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Huge difference, okay? The idea is to train oneself in all the right methods in order to control this energy. Without mental control, you can't control this energy. It's too powerful, too too quirky to kind of handle. It's like water in your hands. You have to understand how to, to harness it. So, where the hell I started with all this? I don't know anymore. Anyway, completely lost now. Um... The point is, is that there is energy to be harnessed. Water is a way of taking in energy. If you are not mindful of the force, you dwindle in your source of energy and your spirituality becomes less and less and you start to get into the mundane actions of life. 
So the moral of the story is, is by being mindful of the force, thinking of the water in there, walking and breathing in prana, thinking prana is coming into you, okay, seeing this blue energy per se and exhaling the old. The more mindful you can become, the more powerful you become, the more spiritual you become, you, you escalate it to higher and higher levels. And when your mind gets distracted by human life or human error or human intervention of whatever work, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, okay, you lose your spirituality because you slowly lose your tunnel because you're not exercising it constantly. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're surrounded in a, in a planet that has a, a do, and that vibration is what keeps pushing you down. So it's the one thing you can be guaranteed you always be. If you don't do nothing, you'll always be a typical human, part of the machine. To escape from the machine, you have to be mindful of force. You have to think of the force, and your energy almost converts so that it can accept it. But you have to be thinking about it all the time, and that's the problem. This is why in a lot of religions, they make like that necklace I had, uh, which I lost now. But the one I was wearing for a little bit, I generally don't wear jewelry, but the point is, is that it's a little trick to make you mindful to think of your spirituality. I mean, that's what a cross is for, to make you think of God all the time. That's what, what these little emblems are, these symbols are, is to make you mindful of whatever path you've chosen. Do you understand? Now, to what extent you understand it will determine how much energy you take in spiritually. Do you see what I'm saying? You can be thinking of God doesn't mean you're going to take prana in. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's, there's a difference. But if you associate your symbol with prana, then it makes you take prana in. It's all, it's all dynamics of how the mind works, how you think. So, by the water is being mindful, by walking and breathing and thinking of the force puts you into a spiritual state, it brings prana into you. By meditating, accumulates prana into you. And the more prana you take in, the more faster you become enlightened. The more, it's all about energy. In the end, it's all about energy. And so the more mindful you are of the force, the more it becomes. This room has energy in it, but to a human, there's nothing in here but air. To a person who understands prana, it's like all of a sudden this blue shimmering light which is invisible, all of a sudden the second you think of it becomes real and it starts moving into you, you accumulate it and then you can push energy out or do whatever you want with it. You have to acknowledge it. If you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't come to you, it doesn't, it doesn't move towards you, it doesn't do anything. But if you think about it and it becomes part of your reality, then it moves into you. Do you understand? That's how one works with the Force. That's how one becomes mindful of the Force. And it's hard to do. We, we forget all the time. I mean, life in general is very distracting. And it's, it's very hard. Being mindful of the Force is work. And that's what determines who will make it and who won't. Is, is really your awareness of the Force. How often you think of the Force. How often you, you can imp implement it into your human life without distracting your human life too much. That's about making that balance. Do you see what I'm saying? Any questions? So, that's what it means to be mindful of the Force. When you do anything spiritual, you must always be mindful of the Force. Whenever you do something or make an action, you should be mindful of the Force. Also being mindful of the Force means you also have to check your feelings and your emotions. Are your emotions true? are they soured slightly? If you take the force in and you're soured, will you make wrong cause? What's wrong cause? Wrong cause is you're angry at a friend and they just left and then all of a sudden you decide to breathe in prana and take prana in and then you sit down and you have all this prana energy moving through, you're, you're aware 
and then you start thinking about how angry you are at your friend. Okay? Now, let me explain something that you guys need to understand. Everything is a hologram. This whole room is a hologram. It's, it's, it's just moving energy. And the only reason it's solid for us, okay, is because we are all moving at the same speed. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Like the cars, remember how I was saying if one car is moving 75, the other one's moving 25, no connection. That's about that higher tonal, lower tonal moving energies, okay? But if you're both moving at the same speed, you, you can touch, you could reach out and touch one another, you could do anything we're doing right now. Well, this whole dimension is moving all at the same speed. You're moving at the same speed as the couch, as the wall, as the books. Everything in here is moving at the same tonal. That's what makes it solid for us. That's what makes it solidity. Even though, in retrospect, scientifically, quantophysically, everything, okay, we know that this is just a hologram. It's light. It's virtually what it is. It's light. None of this is real. Now, when you can understand that fully someday, you can understand the concept, but until I take you in between, you won't really understand, okay? But the point is that's what this is about. It's about teaching you concepts, so when that right moment comes, you'll, you'll be able to, to interact in this other dimension, okay? In either case, when you take enough prana in, you can affect, once your mind gets skilled enough, time and space. Now, it's always easier to do negative than it is to do positive. And the reason is because negative is driven. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I mean? You're so intent, you're so angry, you just focus yourself. It's just how biologically the brain works. So, I'm not so worried. It's going to be harder for you to do good things than it is to do bad things, unfortunately. So, you take prana in and you have negativity towards someone, even a little. It's like willed on them. You can, you can make somebody get in a car accident, you can make somebody ill, you can, you can make horrible things happen if you're not careful how you use mindfulness. Do you see what I'm saying? The force doesn't say, oh, I'm going to let you use me as a form of energy, but I'm only going to let you do good things. Do you see what I'm saying? you got to remember that there, there's different levels of thinking for the force and for us. In other words, the force sees everything as in the concept of Shiva. Break a glass, one person says the glass is ruined, it's no good, throw it away. An artist walks in and says, oh my god, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Look how it captures the light. Look at the rainbows that come from it. It's a new creation. If you, in, in retrospect, do damage to a friend because you're angry, the force doesn't go, oh, I'm going to slap you on the hand. It's, it's, it doesn't, the force, first of all, we have the backup here. I must make something else understandable. God. God does not think the same way we think. That's man's image of God. Do you understand? See the picture? That's man's image of God. God doesn't think the way we think. He doesn't rationalize the way we think. He doesn't care about computers. He doesn't care about what shoes to wear, what clothing. God is more like a giant organism that's existing. It has a sense of life and a sense of protection just like an animal would protect itself or whatever. Now, it's not to say that God's not intelligent. The intelligence is so beyond us, so different than us. It's, it's for us to biologically conceive it as inconceivable. Do you understand what I'm saying? Having said all of that, it's like saying you are a thinking being and you are directly attached to your whole body. Okay? Are you aware right at this very moment of your lungs? Can you 
feel how long they are, how wide they are, how thick the tissue is of them? Can you feel the rounded edges and the globular sections inside of it and the moisture content? Can you feel your kidney right now? You probably don't even know where your kidney is. You probably don't even know the size of it. You can't feel the shape of it. You can't feel any of it. Or your liver or your intestines. None of it. You're unaware of all of it, but yet you're directly connected to all of it. If it has a problem, it sends a signal to you, it conveys that it's in pain, and then you have to somehow react to it. Now you react to it one way or the other. You react to it by not eating certain things and saying, okay, I know this is going to help you because whatever I take in is internalizing to you and affecting you. Or if it's on your skin, your skin burns or has a throb, you, 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 your mind now is, is attentive to that specific area. It's not, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. It's specifically for that moment at that spot. And the only reason you're giving it that attention for that very moment is because it, it cried out to you, more or less. Okay? Once you've tended to it, it stops crying out to you slowly until it stops crying out and it becomes whatever. Your mindfulness now is completely gone from that. So, in retrospect, the universe and God, God isn't coming down to earth saying, Okay, Matthew, this is what we're going to do today. Or, okay, you know... Uh, we're going to do this or that, you know, Eric, okay? It doesn't work that way. I'd like it to work that way. What a great relationship we could have. We could have, like, all the religions think, you know what I'm saying? But in retrospect, God is a, is a force of energy. It's an awareness. Just like you are aware of your body, you're not really specific to any cell. There's billions of cells. There's, but there's more people on the planet and living creatures than there are cells in your body. Think about how, how vast that is. But yet, you're aware of every single one. But not personally. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you follow where I'm going with all this? So, when when you do right or wrong, it's not like God goes, hey, that's evil. Do you understand what I'm saying? You shouldn't be doing it. I mean, if a cell attacks another white cell, you don't even know about it, but it happens. Things happen. Mistakes happen. So, the point is, is, is prana can come into you. Energy can come into you. If you have wrong intent, even though you would think of it as an evil action, okay, you can accidentally harm someone. You can accidentally make them in an accident. You can make them sick. You can, you can do as much psychic attack as you can do defense. Do you understand what I'm saying? So one has to be mindful of where their mind is at when you do things. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to clear your mind. You have to be in a certain state of mind that you're going to do action that you 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 prepare. It's kind of like your ritual and magic. You sit down, you set up your altar, you do your candles, you do your incense. Why? Because they're setting themselves in a trained state of mind. Well, we don't really need all of that rigmarole, but we have to respect the fact that we have enough mental discipline to put ourselves in the right state of mind, irregardless of whatever's going on with us. And that's called mindfulness in, the, in, in retrospect of like throwing the negative right over you, as I've explained. You, you have to be very aware. And then once you're done with your work, Focusing your mind on whatever you're doing, you just kind of clear yourself, whatever, and then you can. Your mind kind of knows you're going to deal with whatever in anger, but it has nothing to do with prana. It has nothing to do with energy. So you always have to kind of exercise these responsibilities. Do you understand? So you have to be aware of them. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, how can I be like that all the time?" You know, that's almost impossible. No, you drive a car when you get mad. You don't run somebody down. You could. You could. You could lose. You could be lazy in your mind and lose control of the wheel and hit another car. I mean, sometimes you do kind of fuck up and you go over in another lane, you straighten yourself out, it happens. But you're mindful. It's no different. It's very simple. You just have to understand that, that that's what you, you have to be aware of. Did you get all that?
Energy is everything. It's everything. With prana, you can heal people. You can let your mind go into what are we call the Akashic Records. You guys have me tell you what the Akashic Records are? Tell me what the Akashic Records are. It's all the knowledge of the universe. World. Then there's something higher than that, which we don't really have a name for, but that would be the solar system. The solar system collectively gives to the galaxy, and the galaxies give to the molten universe, per se. Okay? So it's like a database. A database on a computer is when you have one program that you type in people's name and address, and another program has their name and social security number, and another program has their name and their, their license plate on the car. The database is one program you type it in, you say, I want to know all information on John Doe. And it takes from one place the driver's license, takes another social security, and takes the other one, the address, and it puts it all together. Well, that's what the universe does. The universe has specific places that do a specific thing, a specific kind of knowledge is developed there. And it databases and combines everything until eventually it gets to one consciousness, God. It's just like your body. Your foot has one job. Your your arms have jobs. Your eyes have a specific job. Your ears have a specific job. But with your ears and your eyes, you culminate the information to do a result. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like all this data pulls into one consciousness. So we are a micro concept that's similar to a much grander system. It's just more complex. It's hard for us to perceive how it works because you can't imagine eyes and ears. But you can use it as an analogy that solar systems would be like an ear for God. A galaxy might be a nose for God. Whatever is going on there for that universe, okay, collectively this data is sent up to a higher consciousness and it all pulls together. So like the Akashic Records is the total collection of all the knowledge from all the whales and dolphins. It's a collective consciousness of all the human races that have lived for thousands of years. It's all of the collective information that is collected and pooled for the planet. When the planet dies, maybe in a billion years from now, which is like a, which is like 50 years in the universe per se, okay, or 10 years or a year, all that energy energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be recreated. Is released then to the solar system. The solar system collects what it gets from Earth and from all these other little planets and stuff over billions of years that have lived and died and whatever has happened to them is, is released and culminated again until it just keeps going on and on and on and on. Do you follow me? So time is in retrospect to size usually. The bigger something is, a mountain, mountain's lifetime maybe is several billion years or million years. We are smaller so lifetime is a hundred years. An ant feel like it's lived a hundred years has lived maybe two weeks and it feels like it's lived a hundred years. Do you understand? So the universe in time is it's very different all the way around. There's going to come a point where you're going to go through several phases, okay? As you learn, you're going to understand things and you're going to feel very minuscule. You're going to feel very insignificant compared to the universe now that you guys are understanding it in different ways. And it'll come and it'll pass. You're going to go through different periods where you're going to, your spiritualness is going to go high and low because you're learning so much and you, you don't even know. For weeks you're going to be thinking about this. You may not realize that. And 
it's it's just going to move through you and it's going to make you go through like a roller coaster. But what it is is it's again it's the work. It's about refining you spiritually to bring you up to par. Remember, your body is a vast universe, and most of your cells will travel less than a few inches, and that's going to be like a hundred years for that cell. Okay. But it's one cell in your entire universe that can create cancer that can create you to die and kill the entire universe for its size in your body. Do you understand? So, it is also one single white cell that can affect numerous amounts of cells that are fucked up or evil or whatever, destroying your universe, that can change the whole path of your whole life existence. It's no different. It's just hard to perceive because you feel so insignificant in size. Do you understand? That's what you have to remember. Do you guys have any questions at this point? How would you... The only way to prevent, like you say, when, when you're thinking like you're mad at someone. Like, does that have to be like a conscious? Because you could be angry at someone and sit down and meditate. Okay, it's really going to happen. You're not going to be able to really control it. The point is, is that if I never said it, Okay, you know psychotherapy, do you know how psychotherapy works? Let's say let's say you have a, an issue or whatever, okay? Or your mind wanders when you hear somebody talking and you're not there. And the point being is, is that if it's pointed out to you, in psychotherapy, the fact that you go, wow, you're right, I realize I do that now, it removes the problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just by, just by realizing it or thinking about it, okay? So, by the sheer fact of me explaining to you what you could do, even though you're mad, you'll reserve it. Because in the back of your head, you know that you're not supposed to, to harm someone. You can be mad now, and you can be doing prana, but the truth of the matter is, is you know in the back of your head what you should and shouldn't be doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's like you don't really have to think about it anymore. It's already in point. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, 
please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 